This is episode number 56 with Dr. Brian Paris. Welcome to Growth Mindset University. My name is Jordan Paris, 21-year-old author and host of this show. And with this show, you and I will embark on a journey to learn the things that we should have learned in school but did not, so that we may take control of our lives while fulfilling our vision of success. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson, and now it's time for today's lesson. So put your thinking cap on, because school is now in session. Welcome to this special New Year's Eve edition of the Growth Mindset University podcast. I sat down with my uncle, once again, Dr. Brian Paris. He was one of the first guests we had on the show back in June or July. We were outside, so there's all sorts of sounds from nature that enriched the conversation. And we also happened to share a bottle of wine. And we went to town on a bunch of different topics. You know, our top books from the year, where technology is headed in 2019, our victories for the year. And we talked about posture as well, of course, because he had given a TED Talk about how posture dictates our emotions a couple of years back. We talked about skills we're developing in 2019. This was a wide-ranging conversation, and Brian always recommends the best books. Some of the books that have changed my life have been recommended by him, like Awaken the Giant Within, like The Mastery of Love, like How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. And so we mentioned a lot of books in this conversation, and everything we mentioned is going to be in the show notes at jordanparishealth.com dot com slash ep56 everything will be there with quick and easy links and now without further ado please enjoy my conversation with dr brian paris i have a teacher who teaches and i took voice lessons this summer when i was in Peru. Oh. part of my trip was like some of, some of that so it was pretty neat voice lessons a little bit of it, yeah. I've taken acting lessons. I took an improv class this year, so I've yeah. Shit. I, I, the, I've just tapped the surface of where I want to go, and you know, I, I've learned a lot about holding myself back and what's been restricting me. So the improv class was quite the adventure for you this year. Quite an uncomfortable adventure. Something that I that you had talked about so many times, and I would just cringe imagining myself in the scenarios that you were put in in this improv class and you're taking this at age 43 just for the fun of it and your own person 44 <laughs> for the fun of it and your own personal development which I, which of course I'm all about yeah you know wrote a book about that but the improv class is is something that I know I would benefit greatly from and so talk to me a little bit about your whole now now because the last time I saw you you were still in the midst of that improv class I believe well I think I think so every, full circle yeah, every possible excuse in the book had continued to come up as to why not to do it and, and I live in the suburbs of Washington DC so even without traffic it's a 40 minute drive at 7 o'clock on a Monday night after working a full day so I used every one of those excuses for years as to not to go there to the improv, the actual DC improv club, and do that. 
uh, I knew it was part of my calling in just a way because I in my in my presentations, my speeches, I just get too lectury and too yeah. like look at me and you know I even see the <clears throat> or listen to me and I and I I wanted to just add more humor and and open expression to my life. It was absolutely fantastic and I didn't even do the whole class. I missed some of the classes. Just got tight with um, with scheduling. It was it was just challenging, but for anybody. I think for every human, they need to do it. And the coolest part of the class was that it was such a safe space. And that was agreed upon with all the different walks of life. Mm. Um, you know, because you had complete introverts in the class, people who are afraid of their own shadows, going in to open themselves up. So there was already that common ground of, hey, I want to improve myself for one reason or another. We never even got into that. But from... Really, what I got out of it, the, 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 the bullet points are that I, I learned how to be omnipresent, how to be completely present and move other, remove other things from your life so that you could go around a room of 18 people and remember their names backwards and forwards the first or second time you met them. Mm -hmm. And I've attempted to take those skills into daily life when I'm in a networking meeting or a group so that I can wow everybody that I meet by knowing their name and surprising them mm -hmm. and, and granted it's one of the biggest challenges of my life is just being present and not caught up in what I have to do down the road or, or all those things so um, it was a phenomenal experience and I would do it again and suggest it for everybody on the planet every person who is human uh, to do that some of the things that I think about that make me get uncomfortable are sort of getting in that mode that voice, really, you can tell when someone's really into it and when someone's kind of holding back a little bit to sort of protect themselves in the inner shadow. And, and the part that scares me is really stretching my vocal cords and really getting fully into it because, I mean, that's when you're most vulnerable. You know, what if you sound silly? I mean, that's what it's always been for me, being a naturally introverted person. Like, how, the, how, how do you get, put that mind over matter it's it's because really, i want to do this it's it's a concept of the that old adage with the grandfather sitting with the, the i think it was an apache story with the grandfather sitting with his uh grandson and there uh, i'm paraphrasing the story but basically inside all of us there are two wolves fighting you know for attention and one is courage and one is fear and basically the the one that you feed is the one that wins Right, so you're standing in front of a circle and everyone's in the middle and you're making up a song out of nowhere. That was the hardest thing for me. You had to do you're that? You're in a circle, yeah. So Maybe. you're in, and you had to sing a song like, just come out and say, twinkle, twinkle, like whatever it was, person, some person would say a word and the word like twinkle would come up and you'd have to make a song off of that. That's literally the epitome of what I'm uh, talking about and, right and here. And I stood back there shaking in my boots shaking in my boots and people are like jumping up like how the hell I don't know any words to any songs and like being in that space though you're in a very safe space so that the ridicule whatever every, you know that that it's still there internally and that's what you look to dissolve that's that's my goal is to to gain that full comfort in my own skin you know be as weird as I want to be and not give a fuck at all Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and paying attention to how my own energy and my own interactions land on other people. Yes, that's important to me. 
and also, you know, in the context of a class like this, really just going. It's like skiing. I love skiing. And uh, when you put your tips over the edge, you can feed into fear and not go, or you can just say, we can curse on here, right? Fuck oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so fuck it. Just go. Now, understanding the difference between fear and danger is very important when you're uh, skiing. Understanding the difference between fear and danger is very, very important, right? You got a lot of trees in front of you. You don't want to hit them. But if you don't, it's fear leading the way. So you have to let courage and feed courage constantly. So my goal for that class was to feed my courage on a weekly basis. And then also on a daily basis, what can I do that that I have to choose courage over fear on a daily basis? What difficult conversation do I have to have that I'm that I'm withholding myself from having with an employee or with my child or with my lover, or with my ex-wife or whatever it is? Like that's you know, that that's those are things that I have to I, I push myself to do that. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a fire in my belly that never stops doing that. That's awesome. You know what's interesting with those kind of classes too? In class the more vulnerable you get, the the stronger the connection between classmates sort of is. And I've noticed that, you know, as a college student, right, in public speaking class and in a class called Fundamentals of Communication that I took in back to back semesters my freshman year the connection in those classes, the relationships that are formed in those classes from those classes are unlike anything else, anything, unlike anything in a business management class uh, where you're not really forced to get vulnerable, put yourself out there. But in these classes, like the improv class, like the public speaking class where you're forced to put yourself out there, the vulnerability is what really creates connection because we can't really relate to people who are perfect, right? right? And and so, wouldn't it be great if all of our relationships were like that? Because and, yeah. and I've talked on this podcast before about doing my my TED talk, and one of the most profound impacts that I had with that talk was the connection I had with the people in that course, and my coach and the the, the curator of that course got us together beforehand, uh, or that talk, excuse me. Uh, got us together beforehand, so we had training together as a group, and we were all vulnerable, and we were all just raw, and then beforehand, we did energy work, we moved and danced together before we did this, so I have a profound connection with a lot of those people, and it was a very short period of time. So with that improv class, there was a very short period of time where we were like, you know, we were in each other's faces, bringing our emotions, and forcing ourselves to act out emotions, like from the purest of love, to the, the, the pit of anger and, and, and putting ourselves in those states nose to nose with somebody that I just met, <laughs> you know, and it's, and I, and I continually put myself in those experiences, yeah. um, where like I, I had an experience when I was traveling this summer, um, at the last time we talked on this podcast was about, uh, before I was going to Peru, I think. Yeah. It was like yeah. a, it was like a week before you were going to Peru yeah, so in, in, in June. July. I went in August. I went and I went in August, and I was at the top of a mountain with with a uh, you know at fifteen thousand feet hiking all day, and we were doing ceremonies at different points of the mountain. Um, and I was knee to knee, nose to nose with a, with another man, and had the most profound connected 
experience. Like it was a sensual, non-sexual experience, but mm -hmm. we were hand on heart, like hands on heart with each other and purely just connecting and being present and in the space of this godlike mountains and 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 just experience it was very profound but it was it was you know and of course i'm like oh my god is he gonna think i'm gay or like oh my, you know, it's like you get you, and, and all of those things come to your space where it's like okay let's just let's just be who we are and it, it's not about like your sexuality at that point it's just being human and connected mm -hmm. and, and there's a lot of that in my own past which I've had to deal with for many years um, we could do a whole other podcast oh, on yeah. that but we can do that later in the next <laughs> couple of years that reminds me of this there's a video online that I watched a while ago uh, called the world's biggest eye contact experiment I'll link to it in the show notes at at uh, the link for this episode but uh, the world's biggest eye contact experiment where people for like a minute they look into each other's eyes like, and you can't look away and by the end of it uh, people are like in tears yeah yeah so have you done that Mr. Podcaster have I done that experiment? Have yeah. I looked into someone's eyes for a straight minute? Yeah. And said nothing? No, I haven't. Okay, so all you listeners out there, I'm talking Maybe to you Maybe 20 guys. seconds. Okay, I'm talking <laughs> to the listeners because you got to hold, hold Jordan Paris accountable. Oh. Then he needs to get off the video and watch the video about someone doing this, and he actually needs to do this. Because <laughs> right? this is my Uncle Brian hat that I'm putting on this oh, podcast yeah. right now. So... Get your ass down on a floor, get knee to knee with somebody that you're very uncomfortable with or you don't even know, and go nose to nose and eye to eye, and you're going to learn a lot about yourself. So um, one of the best experiences that I've ever had in that, in that genre is Landmark, the Landmark Forum. Uh, I probably told you about that. I'm not sure, but uh, for those, put that in the show notes. Landmark Forum is just a great self-awareness program and it's a, it's it's just a great stepping stone to learning about who you are and and how we communicate to ourselves inside of our heads and different things and, and in the advanced portion you actually stand up and go nose to nose with somebody so um, I learned a ton about myself in that experiment and it was um, it's an experience that everybody who wants to grow as a human should experience so I'm hoping by your next podcast you can find an individual. To oh, I already know. Well. I already know who I'm going to do it with. Okay, I, I thought about it. I'm going to do good. it in uh, four days. I'm uh, what's it? The 27th? No, three days. I'm seeing my. I'm, I'm seeing my friend. Okay. In the in the keys, we're having a little getaway. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna practice go it. it. I'm good. gonna go for it there. Just yeah. Set it, set it I'm little, No, good. I'm not even. I'm. I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna say like this is what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> no words. Yes. Nothing. And you'll you'll find a lot of it's it's really challenging. You'll you'll see your own. Ugh. You, you see your own protective mechanisms, right? So protective mine is, mine is laughter. Ooh. Some people cry. Some people look away. You're going to do a lot of that too, but just do it. Just ride it out with the timer. There might be a little bit of facial touching and, and uncomfortable yeah. gestures. But, yeah. but you got to get in a, in a neutral posture so there is no opportunity for facial touching. So hold each other accountable for the facial touching and the fidgeting and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Like, you, you, it'll happen, but then hold each other accountable for it. Like put your hands down. Or, you know, and just like you, you both have to set, set your guidelines and hold each other accountable for it. Mm. And the timer. Yeah. I'm excited to do it. Good. For sure. 
I'm excited to see the result. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you know. The other adventure you had this year, you've had a couple of adventures this year that we had talked about on that first podcast, which, by the way, was my one of my first interviews. It was like one of the first two interviews. I, I can't remember if it was the first or the second, but, uh, man, was I unpolished and... A mess, we, and, we, we uh, start and just the whole the whole production was the whole production quality was low. But that's beside the point. The other the adventure that you had this year was your and you had touched on it was your shamanism uh, trip to Peru. Why? And I still haven't heard the whole roundabout experience. The whole the whole what you've gotten out of it from your trip to Peru that you took and why shamanism was so alluring to you and and is that still a big part of your life right now? Or was that just a phase or is it... No, no, it's, it's definitely a part of my life and it has uh, been stamped into my DNA at this point. Whoa. So I've, you know, that, that experience... Um, shifted my life for the better and opened my eyes to a lot of things and from a macro to micro level so from the macro level um, the world that we live in in America is so spoiled and so entitled and so overindulgent and I think it's important for everybody you know because you can travel on, on very few dollars it's not it's not a getting out to countries outside of America and seeing how people live and seeing people living on the street and making belts for a living and climbing up the side of a mountain and a woman with a baby on her back and three, you know, at 15,000 feet with a baby on her back and and two huge bags full of belts and scarves and, and sweaters that she's selling that she made to make a living really puts your ass in, in perspective of all the, the gifts that I was given that I took for granted. And um, there are things that I want to impart to everybody and more importantly my children as to like how fortunate we really are to be living in America and the freedoms that we have and the ability that we have to earn a living and those things. And that's, you know, from the altruistic perspective, I've, I've really looked, uh, really, you know, even from recycling to taking care of the earth that we live in because I was connected not only to myself on that trip, but I connected to Mother Earth and Father Sky and the moon and the sun. And really, that's that's the, the what I gained from the, the, the studies of shamanism so that I could learn how to connect to the universe that I'm part of. Um, and... That is something that I that I've carried with me, and sadly, like I get caught up in life, and and I have to really be disciplined to pull that back into my daily life, from meditation to journaling to being in nature, to not getting caught up in the in the swing of everything, and still hustling and building a business and growing and all of it at the same time. So. You know, it really changed my view of why I want to create what I want to create. Well, sh- shamanism, I would, the shamans, I would imagine, aren't as addicted to the looking glass 
the phone screen, the television, the computer screen, the technology. They're not as addicted as we are. Is that something that you saw over there? And and because that's something too. Like we're in the we're in the states, and you you you're talking about you know building this business, building this empire. That's something you know we're going to talk about. Something that you're really going to be focused on this year, building your brand. And you kind of need technology for that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like it. We know it's so unhealthy, and we're like addicted to it. Where the shamans are the shamans on their well, phones all day or what? Let's let's look at it this way. There's there's like I um you know, I met some really like indigenous people, like people of Peru who have, exactly. who have lived in the mountains or lived in, in those areas and people have studied medicine for or shamanism for Centuries through their families, so everybody nowadays has technology in their lives. Really, I, everyone, I, I, everyone, they did. I, everyone that I met, I mean, everyone, the indigenous yeah, people did. People, yeah. yeah, everyone's using cell phones. Everyone's selling goods, and everyone is making exchange and making a living and, and doing those things. So, uh, Thank you. they, it's it's hard to say that people are detached, and and I think that there's a use of technology without being addicted to it. And there's, there's got to be a recognition for yourself. I don't want to get off topic. Or are we, are we switching topics to the addiction of technology? Is that how we're rolling? We, we go with we're, it. We're, we go we're with, with the ADD, <laughs> ADD generation. Or the, the, lack, yeah, the, the lack of attention deficit generation. And I'm part of that too. Um, so I, let, me, let me just touch base. Like, because I, I, I learned from a lot of different people. And I made some friends. And I opened up doors for myself. Uh, that I was holding closed and open up different barriers to my heart um, where I now can have a more of an awareness of not attaching to my thoughts and not attaching to my feelings and making decisions with my heart and you know but I get caught up again like in and just in life you know being here so technology I mean it's part of life and, and what we do right now. However, it's really sad to see the addiction and, and the... Because the, this is a topic I wanted to talk about because yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming your audience is you know, of, Younger. Your age, yeah. of your age and even a little bit lower. And I want to bring this story of course, up. Of course there are outliers, though. Correct. And, and there are plenty of older age people right. that and, listen and, to this. And, and I know you want to talk it. to everybody, too. So it's like you, your sphere of influence <laughs> but, is, going, is going to expand because... But that's something i got to work on, too. Not talking to everybody mm-hmm. and, and narrowing it down and turning off some people and turning on... Can't, a certain can't please everybody. Exactly. That is, that is but anyway, right. technology and so technology and I, I, I want to bring this story up because it was important. I wanted to share this with you that I, and I hope this young woman is listening to this because we, I hired somebody on a, on a Friday, and um, I was wowed by her. My business partner loved her, and my front desk manager loved her. She was going to be my marketing assistant, and. She was supposed to come in Monday and sent a voice message and a text and like bailed on the show up and said, hey, can I show up Tuesday? And then just ghosted us on Tuesday. Oh, ghosting is a big thing nowadays. It's really just a just a poor, low vibrational form of behavior. It's a low vibrational it's, form of behavior. Yeah, it's really, it's really lame. It's, it's just a bad, like, that is choosing fear over courage. That is, that is a perfect example. Like, 
I'm choosing to face my, not face my fear, excuse me. I'm choosing to live from my fear versus making a phone call. And it's easy enough nowadays, you little millennial people out there, um, to pick up a, even, even a text message that would have said, hey, this job is not right for me. I'm not going to right. make it. Cool. And, and there's a difference now between, I, w- I, I talk about the always on generation. You know, where you don't you don't get a text back a minute or two later and and freaking it's out. and you're freaking out. But there's a difference between always on and giving the diligence, the respect of a response. Yes. Real quick. Texting can be really invasive. Ooh. It's really so? it's really a funny it's a I'm learning that it can be very invasive. How so? If if you let people invade you. So In if you're responding immediately to everybody, Ooh. they expect that response immediately. Oh yeah, and then you don't respond back, and it's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Exactly. Uh, so, uh, I'll, I'll jump off topic a million times because we're drinking wine now too. Yeah, so. we're, we're we're drinking wine. <laughs> yes, this is great. <laughs> this is this is sort of the new norm with my interviews as well. My in person my in person interviews include uh, drinking wine, drinking sake. Okay. Sparkling sake and uh, I never drank sparkling sake. Oh, dude, I have to treat you to it. Yeah, organic, please. organic sparkling sake, and it's called social. Really? My listeners know because they've they've heard me talk about it. Let's uh, get let's get an advertisement going on. I I know. Social. I, I'm to friends this with I'm get friends with the uh, I'm friends with the founder, the owner of the company really? on LinkedIn. Yeah. Awesome. I just have to reach out, but okay. Um, that's that's homework assignment number two. That's for you. that's another homework assignment. Yeah. I re- I mean, listen, I reach out to a lot of people. It's not okay. something I'm procrastinating on. But social sparkling sake, and it comes in this toasted coconut almond flavor, which is incredible. Hibiscus cucumber, and elderflower apple. And pumpkin spice, Holy and Holy it is. Where do you? Get, I almost. Get, I drink it. Drink it almost. Sake. I get it at Whole Foods. What? They have at in Florida. They have them at a lot of Publixes. Well, they, I don't think they sell alcohol at my Whole Foods. I'm different in every state. Okay. So, for example, like up. my parents in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. the closest one to them is in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Yeah, that's far. But you're exactly. driving by there, so it's all good. All right, I'll, yeah. I'll find it. I'll find but it. social sparkling sake, organic, it's it's um, it's I'm incredible. I'm on topic because we went to social sparkling <laughs> sake. We were talking about <laughs> we were talking about texting and being ghosted as an employer. Yeah. Uh, where do we, where well, we, that's where we are. That's that, where we're at. We're at that. Okay. Um, texting is invasive. Texting can be invasive, but let's take a step back because I think that your generation. I want to speak to your generation, and I want to speak to you from from just choosing. Speak. Just choosing courage, like just, just. I, I don't, I don't like to use this term necessarily, but like get some balls and like have some courage, and and have difficult conversations because that is what makes you a better person. Yeah. When you understand what boundaries are, and I this 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 young woman was amazing, and she's going to do amazing things for herself, and hopefully it's a lesson because I've done the same. You know, I've done those things as a, as a child, but I see it, you know, because I'm interviewing a lot of people in their 20s, and it's really, it's really, it's scary. The, the, the job recruiting out there and, and the, the crops of people that are out there, you guys, um, you're not going to get to vice president in three weeks. 
it's so funny because I even talked to you and you're like, hey, I started podcasting like three months ago and my first one sucked and now I'm amazing. And it's like, dude, you, it was three months ago. I've been in business for for yeah. 20 years now. Yeah. So it's, I, it's I, just – and, when, and, when I, we, and I, I compliment you. Well, when we did that interview, I thought it was good. I thought it was great. But I didn't well, listen now, to it. Honestly, I didn't now. listen to it. <laughs> you, you don't. I'm sorry. I'm bad. I'm bad. Five, I'm bad. Now five months later, yeah. and I, I'm, I look at that, and I'm like, that's disgusting. It makes me want to throw up. Well, but, but what you can take but from it. But it's the power of growth. What can you take from it? Yes. Where, where, where's the growth? Where's the growth? Put the growth mindset university on there. What do you, what do you take from it? That's well, what I take from it is that I'm learning all day, every day, and that's the rate at which I grow and improve is so rapid, yeah. it's so exponential that things become outdated so fast. And part of it is me being plain devil's advocate. Part of it is me being 2021. 20, and I knew this was going to happen with my book too, because this is the nature of my being. I knew this was going to happen where I wrote my book, and I'm like, okay, I know six months from now I'm going to hate it because I would I will have grown so much. Yes, and. That's now, a, fast a, forward a, seven months, and I don't hate it, but there's so much, so much I would change about it. Now, it is great. It is absolutely that's great. For, it it is incredible for 21-year-olds 21, 21 and, and people just getting started in this yeah, area of personal growth. You don't even have to qualify it that way. It's like this is your first experience. Do it again. Exactly. Like, like for me, like I did my TED Talk. I'm like, dude, I would give it a completely different uh, talk now from what I learned then because all I knew about was really mm. conceptually understanding how to feel emotions this how to be and, and to differentiate between feeling and thought we're gonna get back now to ghosting but he's experienced it yeah but but not yet but not yet was that 2013 that's it I don't even know it's a long time 2013 2014 <laughs> around there you keep you're the, you're the dates guy I don't know but what would you give what kind of TED talk would you give now I'd give, the, like? I'd give the same talk Oh, I give the same talk, but I would I would just revamp it, and I, I don't know if I'd give as much movement advice at the end, but I would like to just give people the experience of feeling emotion and rising emotion and, and like almost an experiential TED talk, because it's like I you know, look I I haven't had like a specific in my my course of um, Scientific study was chiropractic and understanding biomechanics and those things, but now I would like to give people an experience to like rise emotion to the top and bring yeah. it down to the bottom and like go through that and feel it and make a connection to yourself. And if someone could make a connection to the, themselves in that 10 minutes, um, then I've done a really good job. Uh, I don't think, you know, there's a lot of people that do that for a living. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd like to have that opportunity again. We'll see. Well, I always say, Tony Robbins and I always say, depression is an action. It's literally something you do. Depression is an action in that it, here's what it looks like. It looks like laying in bed on your phone, looking at pictures of your ex, slumped shoulders, you know, forward rolled shoulders, poor posture, and... Depression is an action. You know, those those actions kind of make you feel a little bit depressed. And that was the basis of your first TED Talk, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why I'm referencing this. And, you know, posture dictating emotions. Yeah. Right? Yep. And so the opposite of that, depression being an action, depression is not, you know, 
perfect posture with the shoulders rolled back, standing straight up, chest a little bit out, not too much, chin a little bit up, not too much. And, you know, depression is not sprint, running sprints and, and lifting weights. It's not what depression is. You can't really be depressed while doing that. Yeah, it's like, You're so immersed it's like in f- that. It's like put a smile on your face and then try to think those. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Depression is an action. And the opposite is also an action as well. What does the winning body language look like? If you had to paint a picture in 30 seconds... Superman. Or less. What does the winning body language, the winning posture look like? Superman. Superman. Henry Cavill. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the modern day Superman. But I, I all those poses, you know, the winning pose. I'll do it here, but you can't see me on the podcast. But like before I go in to an exam or, or not an exam, but now I do like high level or, or consults with people that I'm, you know, um, putting, putting, um, regenerative orthopedic procedures for people and offering those to them. Um, I put myself in a space where before I walk in that door, I, I just, you know, I, I, I slap myself in the face, mm. I get everything out of my space, and I stand in a, in a winning pose. But those, those, are, those are like the basics. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and it's funny because they seem basic, but to the average public who walks around with their head in their phone, especially your generation, I literally was standing. Yeah, that's and they can't see that on the camera, but you, you just did that exact thing. I'm looking. I'm amazed at the human capability of being able to walk through a crowd of people in a crowded airport. Yes, sir. I'm watching this dude texting on his phone, head down, walking through the airport. I'm like, dude, how the fuck do you know uh, where you're going? I wanted to. I wanted to just like throw a forearm into him just to see if he would react to it. He definitely wouldn't. It's like it's definitely like like in the in the world of like fight, flight, freeze. He would have been eaten by a lion. Yeah, yeah. You know, like if you're on your cell phone, you're not paying attention to what the hell is going on around you. So I think it dehumanizes us, these activities of ghosting and you know, <laughs> of, of being on the phone and having that constant stimulus as well. It's really bad. It's a, it's a, it's a really bad, it's, a, it's an epidemic. It's a problem with our youth. And the generation below you is even worse than you guys are. Or even worse. Like, I can't, uh, I can't, I, if I'm in the middle of a conversation and someone calls me, I have to say, excuse me. All right? Like, people in your generation, they don't even say, excuse me, I'm taking a call or I'm looking at a text. I think that's like normal human courtesy. Something that I always notice there are people my age, and I'm like the fringe. You know, I got a flip phone at 10 years old and I probably used it once a week to text nobody. When it was like A-A-A-B-B-B. Right, exactly, exactly. Something I always notice is the people that apologize for taking their phone out in your presence and the people that don't. And and I you know, I can think of a couple people, uh, some of my peers that do that, and, and then a lot that just, you know, it doesn't, it's not a thing. It doesn't matter. I, like, I really think that there should be, like, as far as, like, life tactics and skills like mandatory time for yourself to get away from technology yeah. because it's overriding. These science fiction movies or Wally, like the movie Wally. Do you remember Wally when yeah. you were a kid? Oh, it was one of my favorites. Yeah. A lot of lessons in that movie. Right, right. Oh my god, but the lessons of us becoming dehumanized into lounge chairs and depending on 
all these other things. It's a it's brilliant like, it's, movie. It's, it's re- brilliant, absolutely brilliant, and it had a whole bunch of love story tied in. So it was great. Which, yeah. But those things are really important. So if if and because this podcast is about a growth mindset, is like make time for yourself to shut off from technology. Read more books. Like you're probably one of the only peers, one of the only kids in your generation that's reading books. I read it's, thirty this year. Wow, awesome, dude. I haven't counted how many I read, but that's... And that's... I'm not going to count how many I read next year. It was very toxic, but beside the point. Well, yeah, you, you, you tend to overdo things, but yeah, that's I okay. Do. That's who you are. That's, <laughs> that's all right. It's good, but keep going with you. you. You do you. I was thankful that, like, my friend... Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to Mike Pressman. Um, Mike Pressman. And his brother, Jason. Hoagie is his name, but he introduced me, or, or like, we used to sit, him and uh, my friend Dan and... And Hoagie, we would sit in his basement and read comic books. And we would read X-Men and, and like, uh, Marvel comics. And we would we didn't do DC comics, but we would sit in the basement and read comic books. And mm. this is, like, middle school, I think. And it was like that kid could read a 300-page book in a night. And it was amazing to me back then. And he's, like, a, one of the smartest people I ever met. He... Instilled, and I thank his parents to this day, his mom and his dad, Mr. and Mrs. Pressman. Like, thank you for like instilling the the bug of reading um, because it's really it's a lost art, and I'm having trouble like just burying it into my kids. My son's like, yeah, I'm reading a book. I read it in school. I'm like, uh, so when he loses his phone, he's freaking out. Loses his phone, meaning I take it away from him. We're like cyborgs. We need that phone. Yeah. Well, it's the adrenaline hits. You get dopamine every time someone says this or does this about your thing. It's like, we got to find dopamine elsewhere. It's so funny. Like, Get on your fucking mountain bike. Yeah. Go for a hike. Go surfing. Yeah. Go go talk, that's to, like, go talk to a man or a woman that you're afraid to talk that's to. That's holistic dopamine. It takes a little <laughs> bit longer. I like that. Did you, have you coined that term? <laughs> I that's just good. thought of it just right, now, like but that. holistic dopamine. Like, like hashtag that shit. <laughs> the, the anti-holistic dopamine is the red push button Notification oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that says that says message. that says thirteen. Uh, dude, I 13. can't I can't take it if that red thing is on. No matter what app it is, it freaks me the fuck out. And I and I hate that about yeah. myself. It's annoying. I want to throw my phone away. It's annoying as hell. So, so what I did is I turned off notifications on my phone. My okay. phone number one. But does the red button even show? No. Awesome. I don't get notifications on the home screen. I don't. Okay. That's number one. Number two, my phone is always on do not disturb. So I only get calls from your hot list, from whatever it is, from my hot list. Yeah, it only it screens everything else, declines everything else. And if they really, am I in your list? Oh yeah, you're on that. And so if everyone, everyone else, if if they're important, if they really have something to say, they'll leave a they'll leave a voicemail, right? They'll leave a voicemail. But that's not voicemail is not common for your generation, is it? It's not, and that sucks for them. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, They can figure it out. That's good. I have a distraction. I, I minimize the distractions a little bit. Uh, well, that's, you know, I, mean, because I that's, don't allow Facebook and Instagram and whatnot to. No, I, I pull allow those are not on for you. But I used to like not have those apps. Recently, recently, I, I I put them back on my phone because Apple came out with an amazing update that allow iOS. The newest iOS that came out in September allows it has a screen time thing in the settings where you can set limits on different apps. So between Facebook and Instagram, collectively, 35 minutes per day is what I've allowed on my phone. And so after 35 minutes, it will lock me out. 
can I just can I interpret my passcode to approve fifteen override to like, override fifteen more minutes of screen time? Yeah, but what I've gotten into the habit of doing is every time I send, every time I go on Facebook and Instagram, my mind is going optimize, 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 get off, get off, get off. Like you gotta you gotta be efficient here. You gotta minimize your screen time here. You gotta get off this app to minimize your amount of minutes. You you can't get to thirty five. And so I, so my mind has been trained. Every single time I get on those apps, I'm like, get off. And it's been so healthy. And do do I approve that extra screen time every now and then? I do, but I never get more than 40, 45 minutes of Facebook and Instagram collectively per day because I've limited it. I'm gonna commit, and this is something the opposite of that. <clears throat> And this is me speaking this to this whole virtual world right now and to myself that I, I'm going to commit to taking walks. Ah. In my in my old age, a ripe old age of 44 and I'm still young as hell, walking is what I need right now. I'm just sharing that with your whole growth mindset university. White space, blank space is so important for idea generation. Yeah. We don't get that white space. We're constantly engaged, 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 engaged. It's like, it's like phone screen, radio, TV screen, uh, class lecture, uh, constantly engagement, engagement, engagement. And there's no such thing as the amount of white space, blank space has been minimized. And so the ideas don't really happen without that. When your mind wonders and and goes, oh, I wonder, I wonder if they could do that. Yeah. I wonder if I could do that. I should do that. Like time. And it doesn't really sit, happen anymore. Sit and think. Yeah. It's almost like if you sit and think, you feel like you're not being productive. However, that is productivity in itself. It's Ide- holistic productivity. Idea generation. Yeah. That's that's. I mean, it, especially when you get to the point when you're running a business and you get to like stalemate points meaning like okay this this revenue stream is not producing like it should or you know the market is shifting now how do i create something new you know so there actually has to be time to do that and time management becomes a really really important skill with that because it's it's like discipline and discipline equals the freedom for you to do what you want to do yeah i guess this is a good segue for us to go into business because we could talk forever oh certainly so you don't have to edit as much no i i I don't really edit okay this is just so free (laughs) i don't think you don't understand how free it is this is it's natural because it always it always goes back to my this is what i say all the time it always goes back to my philosophy philosophy that can't relate to people who are perfect and so if I were to edit out all the ums and uhs and likes, which I can do, and I used to do, yeah. it's not realistic. And people can't relate to us. So that's why I keep that stuff in. But going back to ghosting, <laughs> that's where this whole thing went off, branched okay. off from. Okay. Ghosting in business or ghosting in dating? Ghosting, in, <laughs> ghosting in everything. Giving – I my philosophy is that giving the – the respect of that response is essential, but it has sort of faded away that I can say from my experience being a 21-year-old that in 
relationships, it is easier and it is so much more common for people to ghost, to not answer, than to say, hey, this isn't going to work. People now have the option so we're to take... About, we're talking about, did we break this into the into any context or dating context or business context? Oh, every, I mean, it's... it's, it's Cool. It translates to every okay. sort of context. Got it. You know, with a job, you know, it's been it's easier to just ghost than to say, "Hey, this isn't going to work." Yeah. And it's, but it's it's the step that one little step. Once you take it once and you make that communication, it's actually easier to communicate. It really is. It, Same. It, it really is like, hey, this isn't gonna work. Yeah. You know, like that. That's that. That for me, that would have made me feel good because I was, I was totally. I've had I've had many experiences where I've hired the wrong people because I was in the wrong space, and you know, or whoever else was in the wrong space, or just it wasn't the right thing. But when I when I and this was a really good experience for me because like I really felt like this person would be a good addition and. I'm glad it didn't happen because it helped me rethink what I needed to do for this whole position mm. and change my entire administrative department, which is what I'm building. But it changed my whole mindset on it. So it taught me a very important lesson and I, and I, and I took from it. But I just thought it was so, I, I just, I, I think if there's any, just to summarize, like just, just communicate. Like communication and, and, and like just get it out there. A lot of cliches are true. A lot of them are. But communication is key. That's one of those cliches that are true. Mm-hmm. Recently, I was put in a position where I had to communicate to a woman that I was not, that I was not 100% into it. When usually what happens at my age is that people ghost. And I was really like debating that. You that know? happens at my age too. Oh, yeah. and it does in yours. Yeah. 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 I've been uh, ghosted. Yeah. Ah. In work uh, and in personal life. Yeah. But you know what I did? I said... And I've ghosted. I think I've uh, ghosted people. Yeah. yeah, it's hard, man. I think it's a weak, it's what? a low, vi- low vibrational activity. It's a, it's a low vibrational yeah. activity. Yeah. But I, I manned up and I was like, you know what? I'm just not 100% into it. You humaned you human up. I humaned them. And you know what happens? No, meaning, meaning because I'm... I'm just, I'm sorry to cut you off yeah, because yeah. I, I've, I'm, you know, having a daughter, having a son and having respect for men and women, like we have these cliches, I manned up, don't be a pussy, like, uh-huh. like, like I, I don't like these things because no. I don't want to use them anymore because it's like their, 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 their relevance has been outplayed. So I think that it's important. I'm sorry. I'm bringing that up because like you just said it, I manned up, right? But sure. you womaned up, like you fucking humaned up. I humaned up. Yes. Sorry. So, <laughs> I humaned up and I communicated. I'm not 100% into it. And we had plans. This is the person that I was talking about that I'm going to do the the eye contact with earlier. Mm-hmm. I humaned up. We have a we had planned a getaway in the Keys for uh, for a couple of days, which is a couple of days from now, and we're gonna have fun on on these jet skis and do a and snorkeling and we're going to have a, an awesome adventure and I was like and and, she, and I told her that and she, she's like are we still going to the Keys and I go um, I mean 
if you're okay with that? And she goes, yeah, we're friends. And I'm like, heck yeah, like we're going to have a ton of fun. And that's, that's the, that's the upside of humaning up, <laughs> I say. Yeah. You know, if I ghosted and, you know, none of that, none of this, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have my plans and I'd be alone on New Year's Eve probably. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I found some other plans. Which is okay. Which is okay too, too. but yeah. humaned up. Yeah. Yeah. So what I want to transition into is we're going into 2019, finishing up 2018, and so your books of the year, your reads of the year, what were, what were, what was a favorite or two that stood out to you? Because you, Brian, always have spot on book recommendations. That, that have guided book recommendations that have guided my life, you know, namely Awaken the Giant Within, The Mastery of Love. Those were the first couple of book recommendations. And they've guided, they have brought me to this point. What stood out this year? Wow. <laughs> um, For the cheers mm -hmm. that's going on on record um for this year that's a good question one that i'm reading right now is conscious leadership uh which is reiterated the point for me to be human first like over productivity as a business owner this like you know before getting into the office and highly caffeinated attacking one of my employees is like be human first like how was your weekend good to see you like like and there's a lot to that conscious leadership concept uh, so that was very impactful for me um i read a lot of books by in 2018 by alberto viodo uh who has uh, written a lot of books on shamanism so he was a, a mentor for me this year um, in 2018. Yeah, I'd have to say any, and like Awaken the Shaman Within. I, wow, no, that's a book? No, no I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I just you struck a chord no, with me because that's my no, Awaken the Shaman. I know, I know, but I, but I, I drank too much wine. And you got to write that that up. No, no, but there was something, it was the shaman. <laughs> that would be good, Awaken the Shaman Within. That's a great um, title. <laughs> no, but uh, the, yeah, but it's, you probably infringe on Tony's, uh, on Tony's stuff. Sure. Um, but uh, any any book by him is a fantastic book, uh, and I, honestly, at this point, I just don't remember the names of the books that I've read because I moved and all my books are in the shell and boxes right now. Um, those are those were good. That's what comes to the top of my mind right now. Mm. Uh, yeah. For me, I'd say because I want to participate in this part as well. For me, two of them stand out. The first book of the year and the last book of the year. The first book was called Captivate, The Science of Succeeding with People. It was an all-encompassing book on the science of people, on communication, on behavioral science by Vanessa Van Edwards. Really good book. She's fantastic. She really is. I have taken a course by her, like a you. Is it you said Udemy? Yeah. I said Udemy. Udemy. Whatever. I, uh, she has. Uh, she has a course on Udemy. Udemy. Yeah. But she's great. Yeah. She's brilliant. Yep. She's brilliant. My my friend Mark, uh, who's also twenty one, interviewed 
interviewed her. Mark's been a guest on the podcast, but interviewed her recently. And then the last the, the last read of the year, which I'm carrying over into 2019, is this book that I have right here called the Ellipsis the Ellipses Manual, the Analysis and Engineering of Human Behavior. So the theme of the which year, I just ordered. which you just ordered by my friend Chase Chase Hughes, and it is an amazing book. All, of course, again, an all-encompassing book on communication and behavioral science. That's really been the theme of this year: behavioral science. Love it. Because it was something that I knew I had to fix my communication. That was why the first semester I took of my college career, I took fundamentals of communication. And then the second semester, I took public speaking. I told you that. That was why I took it, because I knew I sucked at it. And this year, I doubled down on my communication skills. And, I, and, I, and these two books were the centerpieces, among others. But the Ellipses Manual by Chase Hughes is, I mean, I'm like 130 pages in, and it's... It is incredible. I mean, the first 70 pages were analyzing what every single uh, body language gesture, all like, you know, like 200 different body language gestures, what, what they mean, analyzing all these gestures, breaking them down, and the rest of the book is, is just incredible as well. I mean, I don't know what the rest of it holds, but uh, it's, been a, it's already made a profound difference. And I'm super grateful for my friend Chase. So those have been my standouts for the year. Victories for the year, Brian. <laughs> what have been some of your victories? Shit. Uh, taking that trip to Peru was a victory for me. That was the biggest, biggest victory. Because it was, it was facing a lot of, I faced a lot of demons, and I connected with myself, and I connected with God and the universe, and, and I, I was able to just shut down and, and like get, get out of the anxiety-driven space that I was born into and raised from and put myself into and said, okay, I have the ability to stop this. I have the ability to live in the white space, like to pause and to actually slow the fuck down enough to like experience presence, true presence. And it taught me that, okay, this is what life is about. This is really what needs to happen. And everything that I create from a business perspective needs to be the drive to serve other people and also create the freedom so that I can travel and have adventures and be with my family and um, like express more love and, and serve more people. And, and that's really... Like it's opened me up to that. I keep getting in my own way, and I realize that I have to just commit to, to serving more people mm -hmm. and, and expanding. Great. For me, they all have a common theme. One was the podcast, starting the podcast. One was two was writing the book. 
And was this, you wrote a book and podcast in one year? That was 2018? I did, yeah, that was 2018. Oh, I started shit. writing the book on March 18th of 2018. Wow. I finished it on April 17th, and then I published it on May 17th. 59 days, uh, 29 writing, 30 publishing. and Nobody's counting, though. Nobody's counting though. That's my own. <laughs> that's my own <Yeah>. problem. <laughs> but it's not a problem. It's just you. Yeah, it's just me. It's but. just you. It's all good. <laughs> I, I want to bring up. I I do, and I think it's important on this podcast to, mm. um, and I don't know if we bring this up now or later, but I think it's important for you to bring up your reaction because it taught me a lot. Too. What reaction? When we were out at that party in, at the beach. Oh. Shit. I don't know if this is okay. the right space for that. No, it is the right space for that. Let yeah. me let me so something that you've taught me this Wait, year. Paint the context for it so sure, the audience Sure, sure, sure. First of all, those two victories of the year for me. Yeah. They the, the so, underlying theme is deciding without hesitation. Both of them were came from decisions without hesitation. The more you time you have to think about something, the less the more like you, you are to overthink it and blow it. Yeah. That's the same with approaching women. You know the three-second rule. You have to approach a woman within a woman within three seconds, or you're more likely, uh, you know, the more you're likely to overthink it and blow it, and she'll probably think you're a creep if you're looking at her for more than three seconds. So, I, I anyway, teach you to let go of those rules. Low, let go. Sorry, of them. sorry. I appreciate Neil Strauss in the game and all that shit. That I know, like, let go of that shit, man. Just okay, okay. Like, like it's good, but like you can't hold yourself that rule. Look, if you I think, think, it's, a good, I think it's a good rule, and you're embarrassed, or it's you're apple- ashamed, or or you're scared, like, and 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 you have the power of vulnerability. Well, it's applicable so, to me. So, I am. I overthink yeah, it. Well, you, you were a wallflower who has become a a a a fucking sunflower. So okay. like, like that's that's like you're Thank from, you. from that could be your tagline from wallflower to sunflower. Like you're, <laughs> you're like a full like you're you're achieving full expression. So like yeah. keep doing that, but to hold to these rules like that's that's stupidity. Sorry mm. if I'm Uncle Brian it's at this good. point, but like that's what like, she's yeah, saying. Okay, yeah. so like like that's but like to hold to those rules and like hold fast. Like yeah, like if there's someone that you're completely attracted to, like sometimes that makes you feel fucking like totally like a like a little boy like that's that's what happens but if you can express that which is what i learned from you all the time is like expression like this space right here is a really cool fucking space especially when i'm drinking a bottle of wine like like to like like be in a space of full expression and vulnerability is awesome and like i thank you for like yeah giving me this space to communicate to like you and myself and this generation and this all of it so so appreciative but Honest Cut that shit out, rules. dude. Like, just communication is key. Sure. Yeah. So, one of the things that I've learned this year uh, from you, originating from you, is when, I, when I've got that edge, when I've got the reactionary edge, evaluate yourself. <laughs> evaluate yourself. When, I, when you get a little angry at someone who, at, at something or... You feel you know you flip someone off in traffic. Evaluate that. What does that mean? What is that? It's hard for me to paint the paint the picture, but uh, to evaluate evaluate yourself well, I'll more. I'll paint the picture. Sure. We were, we were at a party. <laughs> we were at a party across the street from from uh, from um, our LBI house, uh, which is like the the center point of of your like. Explosion Bro. from wallflower to sunflower, yeah. right? <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> right. 
it's, on, that's, the, doing, that's like, doing uh, exercise on the stuff. Totally, yeah, exactly. Like, so that, that's the beginning of it. It's like It just keeps expanding, which is really cool. And um, we went to this party, and we're at a we're at a party at our neighbor's house. It was like the most gregarious, like amazing, outgoing parties. Always inviting us. Gary, like, props to that motherfucker. <laughs> that guy's like Mayor Gary is amazing. Uh, his children, his family is amazing. And we were at this party. And this, uh, we met this guy. He was like very good looking, like college athlete, yeah. big dude, and. Um, Jordan um, like tried to tried to like puff his peacock feathers up and say hey I wrote this book and this guy like totally was like big fucking deal fuck you you wrote a book basically that's what the guy said yeah. in essence and and your reaction was it was I to me it was I walked away I just said nothing and walked away but afterwards, after, I afterwards, saw, I saw the aftermath. Yeah. Afterwards, yeah. not to his face, but to your face mm. and to Gary's, and I was, I was pissed. I was pissed on the defense, right? And, and but but in hindsight, you know, seven months later, what it was was, you know, I was a week after. It was a week after publishing my book, and I was like. You know, probably bragging a little bit, and I. He pretty much I told him all of my accomplishments within two minutes, and like he was listening, he was listening, and you know it seemed like we were building rapport a little bit, and then he calls me out on my BS, and uh, that's. And and and. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm calling. But you. I was no, I was, <laughs> I was, uh, I was, I was in the wrong for the most part. Yeah. Well, it's it's not wrong versus right. It's like what's the lesson from that? What, what to, did you What did okay. you take? So what, yeah, what's so the lesson that you took? What, from what that I experience? took was from that point forward, and luckily I was only a week out from publishing my book, and 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 I hadn't been exposed to, I hadn't gone back home yet. You know, I'd gone from L.A. to L.B.I. and pretty much the lesson that I took from that and this is I think about this all the time was let people find out for themselves and it's so number one it's much more impressive and number two it it doesn't look like I'm boasting so I always let people find out because I'm on a college campus with you know 15,000 kids that you know a lot of them don't really know that I wrote you know that the, the guy walking among them has, a, has written a book so I don't instead of you know talking about it I let people find out for themselves I never say a word about it and I let people find out for themselves I, I think and I'm going to leave I'm going to leave your audience with a couple things and I'm going to kind of decipher this and, and there, there's a there's a there's a beauty to humility and then there's also there's like to get to that point of humility it's, it's about like being interested versus being interesting and it's about understanding versus being understood. Mm -hmm. If you could break it down to those mechanics and constantly go back to that, to understand somebody else before being understood, to be interested in somebody else before being interesting, these are the lessons in humility that, especially males, like trying to be dominant, 
that we don't get until later in life. And I want your audience to, to understand those tactical approaches. Like, okay, like ask more questions and listen. And don't pretend to listen. Actually listen. So those are the, you know, it's like what, what I got from you out of that experience. Like I could see how irate you were from it. And it was very impactful for me to watch that experience because I've watched you since you were born. Like I've known you for a long time. You know, I've watched you become who you are. And I, like, I'm continually impressed. And I'm continually impressed in your humility and, and how you can knock yourself down to serve others and create a space for others to be, like, like to create a space for people to stand on your shoulders. Like that's, that's, that's like, that's the beauty of what you've already created at such a young age that you need to continue. So like, amen and kudos to that. Thank you. You're welcome. Last couple of things. We got two things left. Yeah. Skills that you're developing in 2019. What is the top skill, the one skill that you're planning on developing in 2019 even further? Mm. It's one skill. <laughs> Yeah. Sales 2.0. Oh. Yeah, we were talking about that. Do you want me to expand on it? Because it's like it's like a cliffhanger. Because I'm not a used car salesman. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a car salesman. Uh, it's it's developing my own skills of and and creating systems around us. Um, high in, in really creating systems around uh, what's called regenerative orthopedics and for your generation people don't have orthopedic issues yet until they're a little bit older but the or and the the clientele that I serve is people that have orthopedic injuries in their backs and their knees and I'm developing systems of attraction and communication to explain the benefits of using your own body's stem cells and blood and healing materials to heal yourself. So that's that's those are the skills. I'm developing an entire system yeah. around around that process. Mm. So but but as far as skills are concerned, it's all in the realm of listening and communicating like I only can get better at those things and serving more I as well my skill that I'm going to develop in 2019 was the same as 2018 I'm going to double I already in 2018 I doubled down on my communication skills from 2017 I'm going to double down again I'm going to compound this so it's like this skill ex- exponentially better. yeah exactly exponential so, now your big, your big goals for 2019. I know you're working on expanding your personal brands, right? That's one potential piece. I haven't made a full decision on it yet. Oh. <laughs> so I know you're waiting for don't me en- to say... Don't enlist my help. Yeah, I know. I, don't I, enlist I, my I, help. No, I'm not, enlisting, I'm not enlisting that. your help until I'm ready to go. Okay. Fully, fully, yeah. I've got other things 
I mean, it, it, for me at this point, it's my 2019 goals are to um, really work on my relationship with my children and establishing a fine line or a line between disciplinarian and uh, being a father and being a guide and a teacher and also um, uh, to continually work on my relationship with my partner and growing that and being vulnerable and expressive and open with that um, as far as my business is concerned um, uh, I've got a ton of financial goals that I just don't really, really want to share on, on the podcast because it would be boring but from that point I, I'm developing a system to change the world of orthopedics and, and I'm, I'm intent on creating systems that provide the opportunity for clients to experience life without pain and not having to commit to doing surgery or using painful medications or, or deadly medications. So that's my constant goal in my, my own journey from a holistic perspective is I've expanded beyond what I can do with my hands and now what I can teach the public to to like help create a healthier and more active lifestyle for themselves. So that's a business goal. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for the space, man. Absolutely. Really, like, keep going. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of the Growth Mindset University podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this one today, I would really appreciate it if you could leave us a quick five-star rating in iTunes. All you have to do is grab your iPhone or iPad, Open up the Apple Podcast app, hit the search tab, search the show, Growth Mindset University, or just search my name, Jordan Paris. Tap the show, scroll all the way to the bottom, and then just hit that fifth star, and that helps us tremendously in ways that you could never even imagine. It means the absolute world to me when people do this. I would be eternally grateful if you do that. We're pushing 100 ratings right now, and it's really making a difference for this show. And of course, if you've not already subscribed to the show, just make sure you do that wherever you're listening to so that you don't miss that next episode. I know you're not going to want to miss it. And you only heard this episode today because I thought it was valuable enough to post here. So if you want to share that value with your friends, your family, go ahead and do that. Share this episode with them. Take a screenshot, send it to them. Take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story and tag me at J underscore Paris underscore so that I know you're listening and I can get back to you and put a face to the name. Now, if you're ready to really take your life to the next level, my book is on Amazon. It is also called Growth Mindset University. It's all about how to learn anything, how to take control of your life and how to fulfill your vision of success. And you're not just supporting me and this channel by getting this book, but you're also getting this awesome book that's going to lay out the rules and principles to design your life full of joy and fulfillment. All right, I love you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn, and grow to give. <laughs>